So, morning everyone. Um, today I'm here with uh, Beth Maidley. Uh, Beth is a counsellor and therapist. Is that correct way to box you, Beth? Would that be yeah, correct yeah that, that's perfect. I'm very happy with either term. Excellent. And, and Beth has very kindly agreed to appear on the Narrow Road podcast. Um, now, today we're going to talk about the mind, body and brain connection and how we can't view them as separate things. So before we crack on, Beth, uh, can you introduce yourself to everyone, uh, who you are, what you do and who you do it for, please? Yeah, great. Thanks, Danny. First of all, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's exciting to be here. Uh, so as Danny said, I'm Beth and I'm a counsellor. Uh, I work with really diverse age of ranges and people from all walks of life. I have a private practice. I also counsel for a charity. Um, I trained as an integrative counsellor, which means that I don't do one particular theory of counselling, but I have a toolbox of different things, work with different people. My style is very much, each individual is unique. So even if two people come to me with the same issue, I know their needs are going to be different. Uh, I love my job. I find it an honour to be in people's lives and help them make the changes in their life that they want to make. So that's who I am and what I do. Excellent. Thank you. So um, the mind, body and brain connection. Yeah. Um, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Great question to open with, Danny. Um, first of all, this is something I wish I'd known years ago. Mm. Uh, it's something that I think we should be teaching in schools, that should be knowledge that is widely available. And there is now lots of literature coming out about it. And I'll mention uh, some good things that we can look at later on. Yeah, brilliant. In our chat, because um, there are now some, some really good sources of information. Out. So mind-body-brain connection is about us as a whole. OK, if I asked you, Danny, to point to your brain, I'm guessing you'd probably point to your head. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Now, and we do have a lot of brain in our heads. This is absolutely true. But what we also know now, and we've known for quite a long time, actually, is that the brain isn't just in our heads. OK, the brain is connected into all the internal organs of the body by a nerve called the vagus nerve. Right. And that sounds a bit funny, isn't it? It makes us think of Las Vegas. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest, I don't know why it's called the vagus nerve, but that's what it's called. Um, and that connects the brain that's in our heads down into our bodies and particularly connects with the heart and the gut. Right. OK, so they're interconnected. We cannot feel something up here in our brains without feeling it in other parts of our bodies. Right. So if you've ever felt nervous or, or panicky, and I'm sure all of us have at some point, what do you feel in your body? Like any symptoms? What would happen to you, Danny? It's uh, you, you sort of your stomach sort of can turn or tighten. It's that yeah. feeling in your stomach that you get, yeah. and it's uh, like yeah, that. that's it. Yeah. And have you ever had your heart start to pound faster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you start thinking, you know, and uh, and you can feel everything sort of yep moves up a gear if you like. Is that that's, that's, that's what I mean, right? Yeah. That's the mind-body-brain connection. That's us feeling the emotion in our gut, in our heart, as well as everything that's going off neurobiologically in our heads. Yeah, so that's that's a little illustration of mind-body-brain connection. So people are like, well, what, what is the mind? Can you, can you point to the mind? Where is it? Yeah. We, we can't, we can't do that. But what we do know is that actually what we focus our attention on really matters. Yeah. And we can help our brains work in a better, more efficient way for us. It's going to make us happier and more content in life if we really think about what we give our attention to. Yeah. Your mind has the power to change the neural circuitry in your brain. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like people say the brain's like a muscle you know you can yeah. train it if for want of a better you can. term yes yeah and actually you we get we get little kind of circuits of the way we think and the way we do things and these are built up over the years with um you know events and you know the repetition of a set of behaviors so we'll get 
Yeah, I think it's quite a common phrase. What what fires together wires together. Right. Talking about the neurons in our head. Yeah. And certainly that's something I've come across a lot. You know, in the reading that I do for my my job. Um. So we all have little neurons in our brains that communicate. That's how our brains communicate. And the messages go around the brain. These neurons firing off to each other. That's how information travels around mm. our brain. Which which is like have this little vision of all these little messengers going back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This happens so astronomically fast. It's like faster yeah. than we could ever imagine. It's so instant we're not aware of it. Yeah. So the the neurons fire together and they send little messages to each other, and we get certain firing patterns of neurons that we build up with repetitive behaviour. Yes. Yeah. That's how we learn to do things. So like you learn to drive a car or ride a bike because we get that pattern of neuronal activity and then it becomes something that just flows and we don't think about it. You know, yeah. when you get in your car, uh, you're not thinking, oh, I'm not sure how to move a steering wheel yeah. or, oh, I, I don't know how to move the gear stick or press the brake. Because that's become an ingrained pattern yes. in your head. Yeah. 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 Bit like muscle memory, they call it, do they, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of similar to that. So we get these patterns, but actually not all of them are helpful. Yeah. And that's what we can change with hard work. It yeah. is hard work yeah, to change yeah. and change the way we've always thought of different things. But we can do it when we become to come aware what we focus on. Yes. So the mind, we pay attention to the mind. We become aware of what we're focusing on. And then we can change that focus. And with practice changing that focus, we can then change those neural connections. We can do that. We have that power, which mm. I think is incredibly cool. Is it, is, it, is it a bit like sort of being aware of what you're eating? You know, sort yeah. of being aware of the new, so, you know, sort of people may, you know, sort of consume unhealthy food, but not actually know yeah. that it's unhealthy. And then Absolutely. look at why am I unfit why am I struggling with my physical yeah, health absolutely and when you yeah. become aware of what you're putting in yourself both yeah uh, food wise if you like and also thought wise is that the same principle exactly Danny I think you've hit the nail on the head really well there and actually one of the ways that we can become aware of how our mind focuses is mindfulness yeah is or meditation, whatever word you feel most comfortable using for that. And I know it's quite trendy at yeah. the moment, but actually that's for a good reason. Yeah. There so, is a so, lot of science behind this now. So could you outline to us what mindfulness is? Yeah. Basically. It's not, it's not hippie stuff, is it? No, not <laughs> at all. I, mean, that, that, I think that's the problem for a lot of people. It yeah. has this reputation. Oh, that's a bit new agey. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> But it has a lot of science backing it up. Yeah. Now, there's been research done into what happens when we are mindful. And one of the really great things that's being discovered is mindfulness. It's like exercising the fibres in our brains. It's right. like doing some push-ups yeah. or going for a jog. We are exercising the muscle fibres in our brain. And when we do that, that improves our ability to make these new neural connections to change our habits. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But to answer your question, mindfulness is about increasing the awareness of what's going on for you. So to be present in right. your moment rather than... I don't know about you, Danny, but sometimes my head is thinking 10 steps ahead and mm. what am I cooking for dinner or what have I got to do tomorrow rather than actually sitting thinking, what am I, where am I now? Yeah, 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 yeah. constantly. Yeah, like, you know, we grab a snack, we eat it at our laptops, we don't yeah. stop. Yeah. Actually, that's really bad for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we need to take that time. So mindfulness doesn't have to be sitting doing breathing exercises. It's anything that helps you be present. And there are right. so many ways that we can do that. So the classic one people think of is sitting, looking at your breathing and focusing on the mm. breath. And that works really well for some people and not for others. Other people can find mindfulness doing yoga. That's a great way to mm. find mindfulness because you've got breath, you've got movement uh, and you're focused on what you're doing. So yoga is a great way or going out for a walk. Yeah. But the yeah. key thing with that is, Leave your phone at home. Yes, yes, <laughs> That's yes. Why. yes. You won't be present. You'll be texting or you'll be WhatsApping or you'll be reading the, the Google News. Or yeah. actually, if we just take 10 minutes 
leave our phone, go out for the walk and actually be paying attention. What is around me? Noticing mm. nature, noticing the sky, notice what you can hear. And we can all fit in 10 minutes somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I would suggest, Beth, that most of us aren't mindful because I think we'd society as a whole would be mm. a lot more fairer maybe equal nicer so so how how could you know how how do I know if I'm if I'm being mindful or not yeah I think how we know if we're being mindful is if we suddenly it's like if you wear glasses and you take your glasses off everything <laughs> goes blurry yeah yeah, yeah. yeah? And actually, like you kind of squint at things and you can't quite see properly. And sometimes we can go around squinting if we can't find our glasses and we manage. Yeah. Unless our, our vision is really bad and then we can't see anything and then it's just a disaster. Um, but actually, if, if you can see a bit without your glasses, you can cope for a bit. Yeah. It might give you a headache. But actually, when we're mindful, it's like we, we put those glasses on and the world comes into a sharper focus. Yeah. It's like suddenly, oh, I didn't see that. Mm. Right, so I could be walking down my street and actually pass something I've passed a hundred times and then suddenly notice a new detail and think yeah. has that been there all the time because I've never noticed that yeah. and actually at the minute it's a great time to get out for a mindful walk because signs of spring are there we can notice the little buds coming on the trees the yeah. daffodils are coming up paying attention to the little stuff and seeing little things that you haven't noticed before or actually becoming aware of what emotion am I feeling now? What, what, you know, oh, I noticed I felt, I felt mm. a bit sad, or actually, I no, just feel all right about life today. But noticing whether that's the details outside, whether that's an emotion. Mm. And that's mine, to me, that's mindfulness. And I think that I feel really passionate about demystifying mm. this. It doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. Some people find, focusing on an object quite mindful and just paying attention to an object holding something that feels really nice and noticing that yeah just for a few minutes a day and even if you actually you're thinking right now oh my life is so busy I can't even possibly fit 10 yeah. minutes in. yeah that's just I can't do that that's just too much right now actually just taking three really deep breaths mm just pausing for the, the 20 seconds it might yeah. take to do that three really deep breaths like really into your tummy and your diaphragm so you're really expanding and then that's it and then just doing that three times What do you notice now, Danny, compared to before you did that? Everything. It sounds really cliched, but everything just feels a lot calmer. Yeah. And slower. And yeah. It, it, and, and like, I suppose that is the, the, the simplest way to, to, to yeah. maybe be, begin. Exactly. You know, like they say, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a small step that is the small step isn't it that we can just do and and I, I felt that if and I say this to my to my to my wife if, if she's a bit you know et up about something just breathe just breathe. and it's true and, and it and it literally it, it's like exhaling the yeah the 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 the, 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 the negativity or stress or, or whatever mm. and, and it and it's it's unbelievable how something so simple that, that we all take for granted breathing, don't we? We all do. We all do it subconsciously we when we're asleep. But when you actually be mindful of that, those three breaths. Yeah. And, then, and I think if you, if you start that and then maybe tomorrow put it up to four, then up to five, and then did maybe, you know, I, I suppose, because I've read somewhere that if it, it, it can flood your brain with oxygen and make you a bit dizzy if you overdo it, I think. Because I've read yeah. some. Yeah, no, 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 no. But no, <laughs> it's unbelievable. So I suppose from a... You know, from from the for, for baby steps into mindfulness, without yeah. having to go away, it might be just putting your phone on silent and turning it mm. face down, and just closing your eyes and doing three deep breaths to begin with. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great start. If you do nothing else, that is going to improve your day. Mm. 
it's going to sharpen your focus and if your heart has been racing it's going to calm that heart rate down it's going to settle your gut it's going to set you up and that really brings me on nicely to the next thing I wanted to say actually you know we're talking about habits that can help us how mm. how can we strengthen this mind body brain connection that so everything is flowing together and we are functioning the best we can yes. and forming new habits yeah I mean we've all had experiences of habits we've wanted we've done it for a bit but yeah. then it's gone it's gone haywire hasn't it you know we only have to look at our new year's resolutions to realize mm, it's quite hard to yeah. form a habit and there's some great stuff out there now on how we can get new habits. And certainly, you know, there's a guy called BJ Fogg who's written quite a lot about forming habits. And, and he's got some great stuff out there. I, I would yeah, thoroughly recommend him. BJ Fogg. BJ Fogg, yeah. Right. And uh, he has, uh, his idea is tiny habits. Yeah. And he's got a website and a book. And, and I think this is a really useful thing to look at if you're trying to get some new habits. And actually, his thing is, Start really small, yes. like we just said, with yes. the breathing. Yes. So actually start small, put it at a time in your day that works for you. Yeah. Because if it doesn't, you ain't going to do it. No, no, no. <laughs> you know? So it's like small habit, thinking about when you do it and reward for your, yeah, I did my habit. Yeah. And, I, and I don't mean like, oh, I took three breaths, so go and eat a big piece of cake. Although mm. that was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you give him one arm, take away him the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cake in each hand is a balanced diet, you well, know. It's for me. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like a piece of cake? But what I mean by reward is like, go, yay, well done, me. Give yourself that metaphorical or physical pat on the back. You go, ah, I did that. I did my habit. And actually, you know, habits take a long time yeah. to form. So actually, any encouragement we can give ourselves is great. So um, he talks a lot about this in, in what he says, but attaching that habit to something you already do is also a really good thing because then you do your familiar behavior. You think, oh, actually, it's time for me to take my three deep breaths. So if you were going to do that, Danny, if you were going to fit three deep breaths into your day, what habit that you already have could you attach that to? It could be for me. Um, I, I'll get up in the morning. So I have, a, I have like a morning routine anyway where I, where I do a things like mindfulness, meditation, yeah, yeah. gratitude, affirmations, all that new age hippie stuff that really That's does work. Great. Yeah. Uh, but, but what I would do is I would do it uh, at a time where I can, I've got some peace and quiet. Yeah. So, so it might be first thing in the morning where everyone else is in bed. Yeah. I get my cup of coffee. I'll sit down. And those three breaths, like you said, Beth, may take me five seconds. So it could be if I've got a busy household, you know, they might all be getting breakfast. I could just nip upstairs. Yep. Or even, I think uh, this may sound a bit odd, but probably the, the place where you get, where no one's going to disturb you is the bathroom. That's just what was coming into my head. <laughs> so, you know, exactly. so that would be a place to go yeah, for me. It's about finding what works for you. So you might say, I'm going to clean my teeth and I'm going to take my three deep breaths mm -hmm. or... Oh, every time I switch my laptop on to start work, I'm going to take my three deep breaths. Yeah. Or I, when I make my cup of tea in the middle of the morning, I'm going to take my three deep breaths. Mm. But if we attach a habit to an existing habit, yeah. that really helps us yeah. to keep going with a new habit. And uh, look at your motivation. Uh, what is my motivation for this? And keep reminding yourself of why you want to do it and what the positive result is. Uh, you know, I, I heard an interesting... Um, podcast the other day talking about why new year's resolutions don't work and actually it's it's a kind of it's not a real motivation it's kind of fake point yes. to have this motivation it's like no wonder we lose it because actually it doesn't really mean anything to us yeah. first of january is an arbitrary date really yeah, yeah it's just another day isn't it yeah. it is but actually you know you take those three deep breaths today and you notice i feel calmer yeah. that is a lot better motivation yeah yeah I think it's just recognising, uh, as you said, you know, just once you've done it, look back and think, look what it did for yeah, me. And exactly. then that'll, and it's a bit like, um, I don't know, you use food, oh, that cake's lovely. You don't forget how nice that cake is and that's why no. you want more. And I think yeah. principles same with, with this simple exercise. After you've done it, look at your state that you're in now as opposed to where you were before, that, yeah. those three seconds before. And that'll give you that bit of... Yeah. Addi not addiction but you know that the want for more and and and, and things like that yeah so yeah, 
you're so right you're so right so that's something we can do to help strengthen the fibers in the brain yeah. to help us have and, and posh word neuroplasticity Neuro. which basically means the brain's ability to keep changing yes, yes? So neuroplasticity means our brains are always flexible they can always change and develop new patterns and that's so exciting because once upon a time scientists thought the brain reached a certain age and we couldn't yeah. we couldn't do that yeah. but now we know you can be nine or 99 yeah. and you can still develop new neural pathways new connections that help us form better ways of dealing with what's mm. what stresses us and i think that's fantastic to know i think it's things like um you know sayings like you can't teach an old dog new tricks and people mm. carry mm. that through to humans don't they and i think like if 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 you read that and you see it, you automatically, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm too old. Like, I can't change. And I think for me, it's been open. You've got to be open to the fact that you can actually do anything, you know, and, 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 and not letting anyone or anything tell you you can't be something you want and not accepting the position where you are in. Now, we all have, you know, stresses in life, some to heavier and harder degrees than others but we all life throws stuff at us doesn't it it does and i think that the things like um the 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 mindfulness and the breathing i don't it feels to me that it helps me open my body up metaphorically and my my, my spirituality if that's the right term, to think yes. positive coming in you know it, it actually like exhales all the crap and allows good stuff to come in that's how I see how it feels yeah and that's a great way of describing it Danny and and actually you know we've talked about the brain we've talked about what we can do to strengthen that and and there's there's two other key things yeah we can have some control over and you're right we can't control everything life of course we can't yeah life happens while we're making other plans I think so true and particularly I think all of us can recognize that over the last 18 months I mean This is not what anybody thought was going to happen. So it's what can we do for ourselves to help us be the best us that we can be and and help us feel that, yeah, I can cope. I have resilience. How can we increase that resilience? And the other two kind of bits of the triangle, so you've got being aware and mindful, is, dare I say the word, and nutrition, Yeah. 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 Exercise, nutrition, and actually sleep, really. So it's really a square comes into yeah. this as well. So, you know, sleep, nutrition, exercise, mindfulness. Yeah, there's four. So we'll go with the square. Yeah. Yeah. So I can hear people groaning. Oh, exercise. Oh, nutrition. Yeah, yeah. We've heard all this before. Mm. Actually, I think when we understand why it is mm. good for us to do these mm. things, we have more motivation. Like we said, it's about having that right motivation to do it. So eating, we all like cake. We've talked about cake quite a bit this morning, Danny. I like a piece of cake. You like a piece of cake. I like too much cake, Beth. (laughs) I might figure I like too much cake. I'm actively trying to stop that. Well, you know, I'm eating better now. And there's nothing wrong with having the odd piece of cake. And I don't think it's helpful to look at food as good food and bad food. These are values that we give it. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously we know some foods are better for us than others, but we attach a lot of meaning to our food, don't we? Mm. So think about celebrations. What's the first thing we do when we get together? I mean, when we can get together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have a drink, don't we, and eat. Yeah, Yeah. we eat. You know, food has a lot of emotional meaning for us, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 You know, it's about celebration. It's about celebrating love. It's about commiserating loss. You know, it's not a coincidence. People come together to eat, whether that's births, deaths or marriages. Yeah. Yeah? So it's about far more than just eating. Yeah. We have a lot of investment in food and and that's that's just life. That's normal. And, you know, food can be a joy absolutely you know it really can and we need it we we physically can't survive without eating so we have to do it it is difficult you know first hand yeah I think eating is like for me it's again it's habitual you know and I I think eating well or eating not so well or a bit in the middle it's all trying to create or break habits yeah 
you know, and and that's what I've seen with myself is like, you know, I do something and I think, right, now I'm going to go and get a biscuit. Yeah. And, and, and it goes back to being mindful of what you're doing and why you're doing exactly. it. But, but, you're so right. The mindfulness does creep into that, Danny, because actually, if you took those three deep breaths, when you think, oh, I'm going to get a biscuit. Yeah. Then I think you could become more aware of, oh, actually, yeah. mm. what am I feeling right now? Why do I want to get a biscuit? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, if I'm feeling a bit bored, eating a biscuit's not going to help that. No, no, no. No. Or if I'm feeling cross because I've had a crappy day, eating a biscuit, well, it might help for two minutes, but then I'm just going to go back to feeling cross. So actually, is there something else I could be doing for myself instead yeah. that's going to work better than getting that biscuit? And that's where the mindfulness begins yeah. to, to, to connect with the other stuff. But eating, if we think about it, ever since we were born, you know, eating is about comfort. You know, I know, yeah, I think you've got kids, Danny. Yeah, 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 Jude, yeah. nine. So actually... Eight. You remember them when they were little babies. And what do babies do when they're hungry? Yeah, cry. Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Until they are fed. Yeah. And what? And obviously they need food because they're hungry. But actually, what else does food do for them? Well, it, it, I suppose it comforts them. It yeah. gives, you know, some, yeah, some reassurance. Or... Yes. So actually, if you think about it, when we feed a baby, we're cradling that baby in yes. our arms. So we're not just giving nutrition, we're giving them comfort, we're giving them security. So that connection for us with food and comfort, it starts from yeah, our sort earliest. of wired into us from an early age, yeah. yeah. Because I mean nobody feeds a baby without picking it up, do they? Yeah, you don't just like you know, stick a bottle in its mouth yeah. without you would you would pick the baby up however you're gonna feed it. You yeah. would do that. Yeah, so actually, we talk about comfort eating, and well, there's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never thought of it like that. Never yeah. thought of it like that. Yeah, and actually, uh, there's, um, there's a lady called Kimberly Wilson who uh, has some great stuff out there about. And and again, yeah, I, I'm going to give you the details of these people that I'm talking about, so you can put them in the notes. Yeah, I'll drop it in the notes. Fantastic. Thank you. Do go and find out about them because they've got some great information out there. And um, she she's got a book out called How to Build a Healthy Brain, and she talks quite a lot about you know this is where our comfort thing comes yeah. from our earliest days it's wired wired into us and actually it does really matter what we put into ourselves yeah so yeah, I just want to offer people some encouragement as to why it's good to think about what we eat yeah so we've talked about that vagus nerve connecting our stomachs our gut our whole yeah. gut yeah. is connected to our brain now actually the brain and, and, and yeah, I can't take credit for this one. This was Kimberly Wilson, but the brain is made of food, which is a really bizarre thought. Right. The brain is made of food. And I think what she means by that is actually we need food to build the brain. Like when we're when we're developing in the womb. Yeah. If our mothers don't eat, we are not going to grow. Yeah. But that, you know, it's it's not going to be a vibe. That, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So actually, we're kind of made of the food that our mothers ate when we yes. were in the womb. Yes. Like, we made the food. That's a bit bad, but it's true. Yeah, no, no, it is. Because you're literally connected to your mum via the umbilical cord, aren't you? So yeah. it's like like a petrol pump, if you like. Yeah. Bad example, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know where you're going, Danny. I know where you're going. So actually, okay, the brain is made of food. That's a really interesting way to put it. And, and what the brain, the brain functions best when it gets certain types of nutrition. Right. You know, our bodies are amazing at adapting mm -hmm. and they get by. But actually, for optimum brain health, there are certain things we need. And omega-3 fatty acids, the brain really needs those. And they form up to two thirds of the outer membranes of your brain cells. Is that like fish oil? Yeah, it's like we get it from oily fish. Uh, or if you if you don't eat fish, things like flaxseed yeah. are a great source of omega three. But it's really important stuff for us. This this is an amazing fat that actually helps our brains maintain optimum health. And that's just a small example of how the brain uses a nutrient. And actually, the brain can use other fats to do that job yeah. and build you know the the outer membrane of the cells. But they don't work as well. Yeah, not as efficiently. No, it's like if you were a builder and you knew the best bricks to build the house, you would use those. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. actually, 
okay, if you can't get those, you might use a brick that's a slightly inferior quality, but that's not going to make a sounder house, is it? No, it's not, not going to last as long, is it? No, it's gonna not. need more maintenance as well. Exactly that, exactly. So when we have the right nutrients for our brains, when we do have struggles, when we are being hit by, by things that cause us stress, yeah. rely on the brain to give us resilience, we are going to have more resilience mm. when we've had the right nutrition. Yeah, you are what you eat. It's a, it's a exactly. classic line, isn't it? But it's so true. It's so true. We are, and you know, we just we're not as resilient without the right nutrition. We're just not. Um, and the gut as well, like when it digests fibre, it's um, it produces short chain fatty acids. That's another thing the gut does when we eat fibre, and those short chain fatty acids. One of the things they do is stimulate the production of something called GABA. Okay, yeah. I know it's getting a little bit technical, but GABA basically is something that is emitted in our brains that helps us to remain calm. All right. So, so How what examples of simple fibre could we uh, could we take in? Yeah, and I know people think fibre. Oh, that sounds really boring. Yeah. Oh, fibre, fibre. And actually, there's loads of sources of fibre. Um, a simple swap people can make is to try and go for more whole wheat stuff rather than choosing. Like, so you could choose whole wheat pasta rather than white mm. pasta. You could choose brown rice rather than white rice. Um, making sure you have a good percentage of wholemeal bread yeah. in your diet. I meals like beans on toast. Yeah, yeah. that's full of fibre. It's good for us. Uh, it doesn't have to be complicated to get fibre. No. Obviously, pulses, lentils, stuff like that are mm. a great source of fibre. And I know some people are probably groaning, thinking, pulses and lentils. But it's about combining them with, with other things yeah. Yeah. that you might yeah. like. So I'm not saying you must go out and eat a dish yeah. of lentils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could I put some lentils in a stew that I'm making or maybe sneak a few into my bolognese? Or... Yeah. Yeah. And there's little things we can do to increase fibre in our diet obviously fruit and vegetables and you know it's about them being great sources of fiber and yeah i would thoroughly recommend kimberly wilson she has a lot of info out there right. about this and actually getting us thinking about actually how can i have yeah. better health to my brain Brilliant. But again, it's things in balance nobody's saying that we want a life without some trees yeah. we yeah. don't and that's fine but actually it's thinking eh, well okay what's the long-term effect here for me yeah, yeah. I, I well when you said about imbalance uh, a really what what's really um sort of um an example i know is a a, a, a person that i know and it, it was all like on on facebook anyway it were really eating clean as they said you know yeah. to, to become this you know and 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 it was a really 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 strict uh way of eating everything had to be weird blah 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 and, and you know trying to get in this best shape and then, you know, sort of maybe a, a few years later or a year or so later, then he then sort of began eating a more balanced diet. And he actually put, he put, I cannot believe that I thought the previous way was the way to go. Been so strict, been so, yeah. you know, it it, 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 it it was restrictive. He said, I felt like I was, I couldn't move everything I was doing, I was checking. And the balanced way of you've said, he said was just the way forward, you yeah. know. Everything in moderation, not everything, but you know. You know, we come back to the habits and working with ourselves. If we deny ourselves something, what's the first thing you want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. want to go eat it? Yeah, go yeah, on. yeah. It's like if someone tells you you can't do something, a lot of people, right, I'm going to do it, you know. And I think that's the problem with, you know, being told, you must go on this diet, you must take this exercise. And what I want to do is empower people. Say, this is the knowledge. This is what it's about. This is how it can help you. But you have the power to make these choices for yourself. So, you know, you know, people saying, oh, you must do this, you must do this. It's not going to work for most people. No, no, no. Don't be told, don't we? Yeah, but that's the trouble with the, the internet, I think. You know, that, that everyone's an expert. And, you know, people, all of us, we read things and see stuff and watch anything. Oh, bloody hell. I've yeah. got to be doing this. I've got to be doing that. And then you watch another video, and it's telling the exact opposite. And then another yeah. one's telling you this, and and I, and you can see that people are just so getting hit from all angles yeah. from yeah. Through, from experts because there's no, you know, everyone's an expert on the internet, aren't they? Oh and, yeah. And it's difficult, I think, for anyone to find the correct 
level mm. of information on whatever you're looking for. It really I think, is. I think so. And one of the first things that I say to my clients is, don't go Google stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just stop you yeah. if you do that. You know, you'll always find something, somebody who's got a real horror story about whatever it is you're Googling, and then you'll feel 10 times worse than you yeah. did before. Yeah. So, yeah, don't get me started on Googling stuff. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you've got, like, you know, headache and you Google it, you're going to, you know, you're going to be dead in it in, in, in three minutes, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. It's the worst thing you can do, isn't it? It's what doctors say, though, isn't it? You know, they say, like, you know, think first thing the worst ones we get is when they come in and say I've googled it and I'm, yeah. I'm going to be dead in two two minutes and it's yeah like, it's so true yeah. it's so true so we've thought a bit about food and eating food that is good for us and again it's about making small changes yeah. Yeah. We're, we're back to you know those habits again we're back to I think okay what can I you know fix something else so you know if you go to grab that biscuit with your coffee Danny a change for you could be Actually, rather than that, I'm going to grab something that actually I know is going to be better for my gut and better for my brain and my mental health. And actually, you know, so for you, rather than that biscuit, what would be a healthy alternative that you could do? Well, can I say, Beth, the, the, the best thing that I've picked up so far from this is I've got my cup of coffee. And you mentioned instead of, you know, if you feel you want a biscuit or you feel you want to do something before you do it, take those three breaths. Yeah. And what I've thought about that is. It allows me, if I get my breaths, my three breaths in in the, in the morning, so I've done it anyway, but at any point through the day, if I'm at all confused or wanting to make a decision or unsure, those three breaths, the yeah. bonus breaths, but they're also going to help me, I believe, make a more informed decision on what I want to do. Yeah. So that's what I'd do, three breaths. Great. That sounds really good. Really good. So the other things I was mentioning were sleep and exercise. The dreaded word, exercise. Mm. Exercise. Oh, <laughs> so exercise what comes into your mind when I say exercise Danny I think uh for I don't know myself I, I sort of exercise regularly now so you know it's a it's a it's a means to an end for me you know but, yeah but I think for a lot of people hard work sweaty time mm. consuming uh, mm. going to a gym maybe where everyone's fit and I think like that you know so, so I think for a lot of people it's neg negative connotations yeah, really because they don't know what you get at the end of it and I don't mean yeah. right at the end I mean the end of every exercise how you feel yeah 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 so what helped you to get to that point now of, of taking that exercise um I think um walking so I began you know and, and this is the thing that I say to everyone Oh, exercise. People think it's an 80 mile run, lifting, you know, 60 kilogram weights above your head. Walking for me is yeah. the best form of exercise and mindfulness anyone can ever think of. Anyone has ever invented anything that will ever be because it's free. You don't have to, you know, yeah. run at 80 miles an hour. And as you said at the start, Beth, you can look around, looking out my window and you can take in what's around you. Mm -hmm. And so for me, walking is brilliant. And then if you know people can then build up from that but to me just put your shoes on and do a 10 minute walk around Go out. yeah yeah and that's so accessible as you say you know yeah. you know as, as long as we are physically able yes. all of us can go for that that 10 minute walk and I think you've hit on a myth there that actually exercise has to be long and demanding to make mm. a difference and it really doesn't have to be long and demanding to make a difference if we you know, are trying to form some new exercise habits actually just 10 20 minutes a day mm. if you weren't doing anything that's going to be an astronomical yeah. improvement for you yeah it is it is you know I, i've read somewhere where people have said oh well I've, I've you know people that are really into working out and things have said oh you know i had a really bad workout today and people said no but there's no such thing as a bad workout there's no such thing you know any mm. exercise is good exercise as long as it doesn't it you know kill you uh, and, and yeah so for me <laughs> you know even like um walking to you know, instead of like I walk to work or, you know, walk to the, sh the shop or, you know, yeah. things like just simple stuff that my yeah. mum has undertaken walking since, you know, what, what's gone on here with lockdown yeah. and things like that. And, and, and you know, she the, the she loves it and, and she'll ring me after the walk and she's like, she sounds elated. Yeah. You know, because she, she, she will be. Mm. Yeah. 
because what's going on in her brain there is that the, can you you've got those good hormones being released and we've you know most people heard about the connection between endorphins and 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 happiness and contentment and that's what we get after exercise we get those natural mood boosting mm. endorphins and it is that high and if you've just completed a bit of exercise we feel good yeah don't we? yeah so you, yeah. you've got your endorphins you've got that hit you've got the hit of i accomplished something yeah yeah and, and after a while you, you yeah. can sort of then you know it doesn't happen after one walk or one workout but you know over a, a period of time and it doesn't take too long that you actually can start to see yes. the, the benefits and feel them yes. you know feel them in how things that were more difficult once were easier even if it's bending down and picking up a pen from the floor mm. Mm. even if it's walking up steps you know everyone's got varying degrees of, of, of fitness but it doesn't take long to actually start reaping the physical and mental benefits I think it's just a quick turnaround absolutely and then you, that's an encouragement oh actually I couldn't do this before but, yeah. but now I can and that makes you want to keep going doesn't it yeah. so exercise pick something that you like because if you don't like it you won't keep it up mm. yeah mm. you know if you go torture yourself every day it's not gonna last very long no. so you know for me running I love running if you told me that I would love running when I was growing up I'd have laughed at you and yeah. said you know but actually I had to find the running that suits me I'm not fast I'm a plodder but I keep going yeah and, and for me running is about getting in my personal space you know sometimes I listen to music sometimes I don't mm. but it I like running because it gives me that headspace and I know it's keeping me fit but actually the benefits from mental health yeah. from exercise are huge huge so you, you're not just looking after your physical body you're looking after your brain yeah and yeah. your whole everything the whole body thing we're back to that again yeah and yeah. you know again regular exercise helps our brains stay healthy we're back to strengthening the brain again it's a big part of that and so find something that you like don't try and kill yourself yeah. <laughs> again we're back to making a small thing that you can then grow and develop yeah small incremental changes yeah exactly so whether that's yoga whether that I mean there's loads I mean I know at the minute we're a lot limited in you know we can't go to an exercise class in the way we would before and if the gym is your thing we can't go and do that either but there's loads of great stuff out there online um and I know it's not the same but it's better than you know not being able to do anything no but it's also a good way in as well you know I think for for, for a, a beginner or for someone who is maybe a bit you know I, I think a lot of people unless you're super super fit a lot of people first impressions of a gym is going to be full of fit good looking attractive people that are all this and that so so you know I think the things that's happening now if you flip it onto a positive side, it gives it gives you know, folk like myself a good way in yeah. to sort of ease yourself into that and get over that fear of Definitely. I don't want to go to a gym or a yoga class where everyone's there in tight lycra. You can do it in your front room, yeah. and you don't. And people don't have to see you as long as you can see the um, the, the instructor. Jobs are good. That's, that's it. That's it. So it removes a lot of those barriers of feeling self conscious about yeah. it. And if we can commit to ten minutes of doing something you will start to see the changes yeah. and you'll get that positive kick and again it's about congratulating yourself I did it go yeah. me yeah. I did my 10 minutes and it will build up so exercise is also key for brain health and that brings us to our final bit of the square which is sleep, sleep. Mm. sleep. yes how's your sleep Danny um touch wood uh, I don't have any problem sleeping um, I can probably remember probably once or two times in my life where I've, I've I've struggled to sleep and it's all been about work where I've woken up at two in the morning and it, there were big things at work that weren't you know yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, I've forgotten to send that letter off so touch wood Beth I, I, I sleep well yeah and those times that you haven't what do you notice uh, well I think it's only happened twice but it, it's just the mind racing that's what it is for me but but I've learned and taught myself to if I've got any thoughts that are not positive or conducive to where I want to be for example sleeping I imagine mm. myself standing up walking to you know in old tv sets where you had to turn the dial to change the <laughs> channel I, I imagine myself walking up to one of them and changing the channel and that's it and I change the channel in my brain and that, that's that's, that's what works for me but you know right. luckily I sleep okay touch wood anyway yeah, and you know that's great to hear because so many people do struggle with sleep for a yeah. lot of reasons. 
uh, and there's a book called Why We Sleep by a guy called Matthew Walker. I think he's he's been in the press quite a lot. That's a fabulous book Brilliant. which really tells more about sleep and dreams and the function of sleep and about our circadian rhythms. And he's very easy to read as well. So I definitely recommend him getting some education about sleep and why it matters. But there is a few simple tips and yeah. some of them again are really well known. But technology in the bedroom, <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot out there, isn't there, about the blue light on your phone yeah. and how that wakes up the brain. And it does. That's yeah. just that. And yeah. a lot of them are very addicted to our technology. So we find that quite hard. Yeah, but that's a habit again, I think, isn't it, where you get into bed and you you, you pick up your phone to do whatever you're going to do. So, again, I think that's a habit that people don't see that they're in. Yeah, it is. And actually, it's not till we're back to awareness again. Oh, actually, yeah. I do have this habit. So, and again, little things we can do. So if you can't bear to have your phone outside your bedroom, put it on the other side of the bedroom and mm -hmm. turn the screen face down. So yeah. and turn the notifications off. So actually you haven't got the light coming up. You haven't got the beep, 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 mm. which is going to make you want to get out of bed and go pick yeah. up that phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, okay, little steps. If I can't cope without my phone in the room, maybe I can do that. On the worry thing, and like you say, you know, your mind was worried. That's why you couldn't sleep. Mm. And a lot of people struggle with that. Simple thing you can do before you go to bed, yeah. downstairs or, or you know, wherever you're, but not in your bedroom, get a piece of paper and write down the three most urgent things you need to deal with the next day. Yeah. So physically write them out. The act of writing mm. works better than typing it into your phone because yeah. we're physically moving our hands and we're, we're writing it. So write down those three most urgent things. So you've got them out of your head mm. and onto a piece of paper. And then crucially leave that piece of paper where it is do not take it to your bedroom and actually it sounds really simple but just I've put them down now so mm. I know what I've got to do tomorrow and you're leaving those tasks and you're walking away from them so you are separating yourself from the stress of the work day and tomorrow yeah. and it, it sounds incredibly simple but it does really help yeah yeah it, it's it, again I think it's like disassociating yeah. You know, you, not you, not yourself, but you know the, those those things that are maybe in your brain, but you, you're probably not maybe fully conscious that they are there. Yeah. By doing that, you're sort of removing them from your brain, putting them on a bit of paper. Physically, they, they've left your head and they're on a bit of paper, so you're not going to forget them. And hopefully, you can then venture upstairs in a bit more peaceful yeah. frame of mind, knowing you've you know removed them or compartmentalized them from your head. Yeah, and think about what you do in your bedroom. What do I use my room for? And I think this is particularly challenging. Like, yeah, you know, if we've got any teenagers listening, yeah, your bedroom is probably your sanctuary. You do everything in there. You know? And I've got teenagers, and certainly I know that's how they use their their yeah. room. So actually, you know, everything, their life, particularly at the minute, yeah. is in yeah. their bedroom. But I think it, you know, thinking about okay, what small changes can I make so that my bedroom is more associated with sleep. Yeah. 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 So yeah. if you do everything in there, if you eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner in your room, you watch movies in your room, you you work from your room. Actually, your brain's not necessarily going to associate that no. room with relaxation and sleep. No. And I know it's a lot harder at the minute in the current environment that we're in because we've not got that separation of, you know, home and work yeah. and all the rest mm -hmm. of it. For many of us, but maybe if you have to work in your room, choose an area of your room for work, but don't sit on your bed. Yeah. So actually the bed is associated with sleep and yeah. that's really important. Our brains love routine. Yeah. They love reminders. So actually when you get into bed, your brain says, oh, it's time to sleep now. It's yeah. not, it's time to send 10 emails and yeah, yeah, yeah. On, or like do my work. It's thinking. Or check social media. Or exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. the little things like that. So get your brain moist to associate in your bedroom and your bed with sleep. And you talked, Danny, about having a morning routine. Do you have a nighttime routine? Yes, yes, I do as well. So my nighttime routine is, and it's something that I'm developing. Yes. My morning routine set. My nighttime routine is go to bed at a reasonable time. I, I don't actually need a lot of sleep. Me, I'm lucky. I can I can get by on four hours sleep a night, and you know, run on that. Uh, but but I'm trying to get to bed earlier so I can then uh, I have a routine of of re this is what I'm implementing uh, meditation gratitude uh, affirmations I'm looking at and then reading for at least thirty minutes. Great. 
that sounds like a really good bedtime routine. And people out there thinking, oh my goodness, I couldn't do all of that. Again, it's about what works for you. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great bedtime routine, but it's thinking about that last half an hour, hour before we sleep. So when we have those habitual cues, the brain thinks, oh, it's time to get ready yeah. to sleep. So yeah. what we do matters. So if you're a bath person, you might have a bath, which yeah, is a great before bed. Or maybe it's I'm going to pick up a book rather than my phone. Or actually, I'm going to chat to my partner. You know, nothing too deep and meaningful because we've all had that experience of late night conversations turning into arguments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the best time for those. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, there's brain reasons for that, why late night conversations don't go well, because our ability to think and reason is not as sharp yeah. as it is in the daytime. So yeah. steer away from those tricky conversations last thing at night. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not yeah. good. <laughs> but actually, what routine works for you, whether that's a half hour one or even a 20 minute one, anything that's going to be a familiar trigger. So like, hopefully we all clean our teeth before bed. Hopefully we all remember <laughs> to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully well there are things again that are habitual that you don't even think about exactly exactly but they're cues the yeah. brain takes that as a cue and actually when you get into bed what do you do like do you immediately think well I should be able to go to sleep straight away now or do you prepare yourself for sleep in some way maybe doing some stretching could work or doing a little bit back to the three breaths Yes. It's a great way of emptying your mind before bed. But actually, it's just beginning to bring this into awareness and tiny habits. We're back to that again. Yeah. What little changes can you make slowly, slowly and give yourself a pat on the back mm. when you do them? And you know, those things, the square that we've talked about, mm. those things are going to help with your emotional resilience. And at the end of the day, help you become a more content person yeah, yeah. in yourself and I think for me that's the goal it's not about I must be happy all the time because that's not real no no it's not nobody is happy all the time it's, 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 it's this you know thing that we think we've got to achieve happiness all the time that's just this is a rubbish goal because we can't yeah. do it yeah it is it, it's it's uh, and again, I, I think that is a result of what you see on the internet, social media. It's, uh, you know, what what people show on online is not the real. You, all, all you see is like the highlight reel, don't you? You know, exactly. you, you don't see the, the, the bit of the movie that's a bit boring and you know, a bit crap. The highlight reel is all the, oh, 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 oh I want to see that. I want to be like that. I can't wait to get to the cinema. Uh, and, and, and I think that, again, you know, social media, it, 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 it imprints a known unrealistic view of what life is because people show an unrealistic view of what life is they show your best bits nobody's gonna post on facebook i had a terrible day the kids argued with me then i fell out with my partner and i ate my life you don't say that well not many people do not many people do do they know we see the perfect pictures the lovely dinners the romantic gestures and then we're thinking well my life's not like that yeah yeah my my husband doesn't do that my wife doesn't do that my partner doesn't do that for me and my my my, i don't do that for my kids i must be a bad parent i must be a bad parent or oh those children are so well behaved Oh, my kids are dreadful to me. Oh, they don't yeah. respect me. <laughs> it's yeah. like we get the edit. We get the Hollywood version of people's yeah. lives, which isn't real. But actually contentment and actually peace with yeah. ourselves, that for me, the much better aiming point and developing that resilience through your exercise, your healthy eating, thinking about your sleep and being mindful Right. That resilience is going to help us feel that contentment and peace and ability to cope, no so, matter what life throws at us. So just to recap then, Beth, could we, and I'm, I'm in my head, I'm visual, so I'm seeing this, this square. So we start with a triangle and it's now a square. So to recap, could you, again, just outline the four points of the square? Yeah. And then give us your quick, simple tips that anyone can do to start their journey along that square absolutely so our square and I like the way that's evolved to a square (laughs) I'm going to keep holding that metaphor now I'm going to keep using that so we've got our mindfulness our awareness our meditation whatever your word is for that you've got that you've got nutrition eating thinking about what goes into you 
you've got exercise trying to keep our bodies healthy which keeps our brains healthy and you've got sleep so yeah. that's the square so top tips for getting started make the changes small yeah think about what's manageable for you maybe like make one change in one of those areas yeah. and do it for a couple of weeks mm. and think oh how's that how's that going for me remember to keep giving yourself a pat on the back and maybe that doesn't sound like a very British thing to do. We're not terribly good <laughs> about being our own cheerleaders, but it matters. Yeah. It matters. So how we talk to ourselves about what we do matters. So, and, and very importantly, and I really want to stress this, if you don't manage to do that habit every day, don't criticise yourself. Don't, oh, I'm so stupid. I can't yeah. even do that. Yeah. No, it's all right. I didn't manage it then, but I can get back on it. Yeah. So you wouldn't say to a friend who came to you and said, oh, Danny, I've been trying to do this new like 10 minute habit a day, but I can't. Do it. It's really hard. And I, I didn't do it for several days. You wouldn't go, well, you're really silly. No, <laughs> you wouldn't. No. no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't beat them up like you beat yourself up, would you? Why do we say that to ourselves? Yeah. Self-talk matters. Give yourself that encouragement. So take some small habits. If you want to start on the mindfulness, maybe start with the three breaths. If you want to start on the food, maybe it's thinking about those, what choice I make for my snack yeah. in the middle of the morning. Yeah. Or could I add one healthy element to my meal in the evening? Can I yeah. swap something for something else? Can I, like, you know, decide I'm going to eat mashed potato instead of chips or yeah. something like that? If you're going to start on the exercise, start with a really small thing like 10 minutes a day yeah maybe just walking around the block near your house or mm. even just walk up and down your street or maybe even the start of that is standing in your garden just taking a few deep breaths mm. so you can used to going outside yeah, yeah or looking out of the window and just starting yeah. starting that way yeah yeah and if you're going to start on your sleep you could think about tweaking some stuff in your bedtime routine maybe start with the writing the three things down and leaving that out of your bedroom so but yeah think about your motivation think about a motivation that works for you why am i doing this what's yeah. the long-term goal for me here and i think for me when i want to make changes a great long-term goal is i am looking after my brain yeah. and if i look after my brain it's going to look after me and actually you know as i get older brain resilience matters more and more yeah. And then, you know, if I'm fortunate enough to live to a great old age, then actually I want my brain to work the yeah. best it can when yeah. I get that far. And investing now is going to pay dividends for the rest of our lives. Right. Excellent. Excellent. So just before we go, Beth, could you just recap uh, a couple of those uh, learning resources, the books and the yes, author sure. again, please? Definitely. So uh, Tiny Habits is BJ Fogg. Yep. And he's got a very expansive website. Uh, you go on. I think he's got like programs you can enroll on and stuff like that. And Fantastic. he's certainly got a book. Um, uh, the other lady that I mentioned was Kimberly Wilson. Yep. Uh, and her book is How to Build a Healthy Brain. Brilliant. Uh, she's got an Instagram account, which is Food and Psych. That's cool. Oh, and I know she publishes quite a lot of tips on there about yeah. nutrition and the brain. So that's worth checking out. Yep. And if you're really interested in kind of the mind, body, brain connection, there's a great guy I would recommend looking at. And his name is Daniel Siegel. See, Daniel Siegel is in the big white things. As in, <laughs> as in S, I'm going to have to think about how he spells his surname now. S-E-I-G-E-L, I think. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Daniel Siegel, and he wrote a book some years ago called Mindsight. Right, okay, lovely. Uh, and that is a fascinating, good start, reading about how you know, our brains work best when they flow together with the body and yeah. about what happens when that doesn't happen. And he's very accessible. His language is great. And he includes a lot of his, uh, his work with his clients. So you get the kind of human element illustrating what he's talking about. So I definitely recommend him. Brilliant. Well, I, I've got one as well that I've just recently re uh, read called Atomic Habits by oh, James, yeah. by James Clear. Yeah. 
Great. Yes. So that's another one to, to add to the list. But what I'll do is uh, I'll put all the I'm pointing down. <laughs> I'll, I'll put all the links in the uh, the sort of uh, information when we when we publish this. So there'll be links in there to everything, and I'll dig out as much social media links as I can, and links to maybe Amazon where we can where you can buy and purchase those those books and stuff. So Beth, thank you so so much for this. It's been uh, fascinating. I've learnt loads, and the thing I always think the, the simplest things are always the most effective. And for me those before I make a decision on anything or I'm not sure or I want to do something the three breaths winner great well it's been a pleasure being here Danny I've really enjoyed talking with you and uh, you'll have to let me know how you get on with your three breaths <laughs> yes I will I'll be I think I'm going to incorporate them into my certainly my evening my bedtime routine certainly do that and then I think it's the sort of thing I can just do at work at my desk Definitely. You know, just because I, I do, I'm not the sort of person that gets flustered or <gasps> ate up or anything, but just to just to stop and yeah. just think. Because sometimes I think, oh, I've got that to do, I've got that to do. You know, like you said, always looking forward. Yeah. I'm just going to pause and do the three breaths and then hit play again and just continue doing that. Because I did it once, Beth, and I, uh, immediately I felt more <laughs> zen, <laughs> you know, without trying to sound too, you know, new age. <laughs> That's to hear, and yeah, I'll but, hearing how you get on with that. Beth, thank you so, so much. I've really appreciated it. I've been amazing. Uh, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Beth. Thanks for having me, Danny. Take care. No Bye-bye.